<sighs> so, what are you really up to? Uh, uh, uh. I need to rob a bank. A bank heist? Wow. Mm. I think the time we've invested in him may actually pay off. Mm -hmm. Okay, first, there's something I have to tell you. You're not gonna like it, but hear me out. For Julia, the psychopath. The victim of a fucking rape by a trickster god. Look, I gotta do this, okay? I owe her. So? You gonna ask the traveler you just fucked the shit out of to help? I mean, no, I didn't really feel like I had the right. That's noble. But ask. I'm not gonna lie, I always wanted to rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 207 of Physical Kids Weekly. This one's called Plan B. Danny and I are joined today by a very special guest. Jade Taylor, who plays Katie, is here with us to talk about her role, Katie's arc this season, and this delightfully fun episode. Jade, could you start by telling our listeners a little bit about your character, Katie, and how you got involved with the show? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Uh, originally, I was doing a show called Aquarius, which if you haven't seen it, you should, um, it, uh, with David Duchovny um, starring in it. And John McNamara, the executive producer, came up to me one day um, while we were shooting, and he was like, I'm doing this other project. I'd really love you to come and read for it. It's called The Magicians. And I had heard from so many people about the books and how wonderful they were. And um, it's a three-book series by, by Love Grossman. If you haven't read it, you absolutely should. They're incredible books. And... Um, Essentially, I came, I went and I read for it, but I read for the role of Margot originally. Wow. You can believe that. Because um, <laughs> I can't picture anybody else playing Margot, and um, I can't picture myself playing Margot. Um, so I read, and then they, I got a call, I think it was either that day or the next day, saying, we loved you, we just think um, you'd be perfect for this other role, Katie. And originally, I had read the script, the pilot, and um, Katie died in the pilot and so I was like oh, okay well she's a great character I loved the character right off the bat but she died so I was like well it's I want to go for a more substantial role and um but then they sent me a new script a couple days later and they killed someone else instead of Katie <laughs> so it was great um but uh yeah and then it just became sort of this expansive role in the book it's uh Katie is based off of this character Amanda Orloff who um, who dies in the beast attack right at the beginning. Um, but John and Sarah, I think, melded this character from Amanda and Asmodeus, which you find later in the books, and um, and created Katie Orloff Diaz. And so here I am. Well, great. We're really well, glad that you're a part of the show. I think you bring a lot to the role. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. I, I do want to say that if, you, if, if Margot had ended up being more similar to... Janet in the books, I think you probably would have made a very good Margot. I was thinking the same. Uh, well, so I I appreciate that because I had, I had read the books and also I'm from LA originally, and in I think I think in the breakdown it was sort of like that LA kind of attitude, and um and so I was like oh I know these kinds of people I can bring that and so I, <laughs> I brought something a bit different I think but I think 
again, I can't picture a better Margot than what Summer Oh, no. (laughs) For the role they've created, she's absolutely perfect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I um, so I think Danny has a couple questions for you to start off. So I'm going to let Danny take that away. Sounds good. Yeah, you uh, <laughs> you pretty much answered our first question within your explanation of Katie. Oh, great. So um, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say though, like I I kind of figured it out about partway through that that your character was going to be Asmodeus, and I was pretty excited. So from, from your perspective, what, what do you think Katie's backstory is? You know, it's interesting. Like, I, uh, it's, continuing, it's continuously expanding because she's the one character that isn't, like, fully realized in the books, um, like all the other ones. And so I've gone off of really just the scripts that I'm given, and there's constantly something new. Like, for instance... Um, you know, in episode, I think it was episode six, where you see her speaking Hebrew and, um, and communicating with this woman. And so it's like, there's this other chapter that then unfolds. I think she really, she had, uh, it was like a single mother situation, but her mother like wasn't a mother. She was still a child figuring out, um, her own life and, um, and how to survive. And, and so she, Katie then had to learn how to survive at a very young age. I don't think they had much. And I think it was, um, a constant struggle and, um, and constantly unpredictable. And in those circumstances in traumatic circumstances, I think you learn how to be a survivor. And so I think that really, um, has formed who Katie is. I think at the heart of it, she just she really is a survivor in every sense of the word. And she, she wants to protect the people that she cares about. And the way that she knows how to do that is by surviving and, um, and by fighting for what she believes in. And um, so I think, yeah, I mean, there's so much of a backstory there that I could go into for hours. But, I, <laughs> but um, generally speaking, I think she just came from a very traumatic, difficult situation where she just had to survive. And... Um, and that's really given her that, that strength and that fight that she has that we see, um, in, you know, how she deals with life and all of those circumstances that she has to face. Yeah. So are there ways that you relate to Katie? Yeah, actually very much so. Um, um, specifically in the sense that like, um, that I've also gone through a lot in my life and I think, um, you know, we... Many times, like, I think people go through these different, like, difficult circumstances and one, like, two people could go through the same exact circumstances and one person could become an optimist and then one person can become a pessimist because of those circumstances. And I think um, both Katie and I have both gone through a lot in life, but I tend to then have a lot more empathy and, like, I'm a lot more gentle than she is, Mm -hmm. but I think she's then learned how to fight because of it. And so I can relate on many levels, but I also really love that she um, really fights for what she believes in and she's not afraid to speak her mind or, or get down and dirty, you know? And so, um, so in many ways I do, I do relate. And in many ways I, I sort of admire how she approaches things. Yeah. I, I love Katie. She's oh, so, <laughs> we love you and we love Katie, but <laughs> yeah. Katie, like I think is such a good 
like at first like you're not sure about her uh you're not sure where she's coming from and then once her whole story unfolds you're just like wow like there's something to really admire she like always calls people out on their bullshit she's so honest and she's just like always willing to like fight the good fight and yeah. i think it's just such a good thing for yeah. women to see she has these really honest relationships with with everybody in the show she has this very she has this like tough exterior but then when she gets to know somebody when she gets to know um penny or she gets to know julia all of that all those walls seem to come down and she has a really honest communication style yeah yeah which i i appreciate so much and i love to play it's it's so much fun i think that's a beautiful way of saying it that like i think she does have all of these walls up but she also is very vulnerable and very emotional and very in tune to people and cares really deeply um, but I think she just initially wants to protect herself and others. But then once that wall comes down, you see that she really does have a big heart underneath that. Yeah, I think those vulnerabilities are a lot of what like make the characters in the show. Completely. Absolutely. I couldn't yeah. agree more. That's what makes makes it so grounded in this fantastical world that we live in. Yeah. That yeah. we can still find that vulnerability and that honesty within that. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's hop to question two. Um, Katie's relationship with Penny is turbulent and very passionate. Yeah. Where do you see it going? <laughs> um, it is turbulent and very passionate. <laughs> Good ways of saying it. Um, you know, there's some stuff that happens. <laughs> oh, I see. Coy. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, there's definitely some ups and downs. Um, uh, with their relationship, I mean, it has been that way since the beginning because with any passionate relationship, that happens. Um, and um, I, there's a lot of stuff that's been that has is yet to be um, said between them based on the fact that you know she had left and everything was unsaid. and um, and so you see that unfold a little bit, and you see, you see, I mean, a little bit more turbulence and um, and ups and downs, and I can't really reveal. I really want to tell you all about it. We'll just say that it's turbulent. We'll say it's turbulent. There's definitely a big journey ahead um, ahead of them, and it's just getting started. Hmm. Well, we look so, forward to that. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so. What about her relationship with Julia? Do you think Katie is attracted to Julia romantically? That's a that's a great question because I, we get that from fans all the time. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad you're asking it, and I can put it out there. Um, you know, for me, I think uh, I always say that Katie is like sexually fluid. Like that's how I've always viewed her. I don't think she. Uh, she goes one way or another. I think she's just open to uh, relationships, to love, anything. Uh, um, and so, but with with Julia, I think uh, their relationship runs this um, runs really deep. But I think it's it's on a very um, it's a very deep friendship. I don't see it as a romantic thing. Could it be that at some point? Maybe I don't know what the writers are going to create. Um, but I. Right now, it is just purely that they care so deeply about one another and um, and essentially are just like Katie just really wants to fight for Julia and um, feels obligated to her 
because of all that they've been through together and the fact that she saved her life numerous times. I think for me personally, like I see it as Katie has feelings for Julia, but I don't think that like Julia is at a point in her life where she can feel anything anything. for anyone. Yeah. And it may or may not get worse. We'll just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Julia. (laughs) She really has a lot of it. Poor Julia. (laughs) Um, So I I think we did see something on um, maybe the Reddit AMA where I think you were asked a kind of similar question and you said that it's important to you that if Julia and Katie's relationship takes a more romantic direction, it's done responsibly. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Like for for me, um, I, I don't want it to just be like two women making out for the sake of like appeasing an audience. Like that, that for me is, um, is not honoring our LGBTQ community at all. And I, um, like if there's going to be a romantic relationship, I want them to really honor that. And like, it be, it come from a really honest, truthful place, not just to see two women making out. So for me, that's very important. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, cause there's, there's been times where like, oh yeah, they're going to kiss here. And we're like, mm, I don't think that's appropriate. I, I don't think like if they're going to create a relationship, great. But if it's just going to be to have them kiss to so the audience can be happy about that, I, that's not um, that's not the truth of their relationship. And so for us, it's just really important to to honor that. And if it's going to be that, then great, let's go f- like like all in and create that. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I think it would be beautiful if it were to ever happen between them that yeah. it would be more like I don't know if you're familiar with the Avatar, or the last Airbender series, but in the second one, The Legend of Korra, the two female main characters end up together at the very end, but it's yeah. not until, like, the very end, and yeah. they have this very beautiful developed friendship before it happens. Yeah, like, that would be beautiful. I would love that. I mean, yeah, I think, because they do have such a beautiful bond, and if it, if it turns into something um, more than that, then wonderful. But again, just wanting to honor that. You know, I think... I really like what you said about their friendship because I think that's been one of the big themes of the season so far. I mean, the past three episodes have have been so much of Julia and Katie really being there and supporting each other and and becoming and developing this. It, it's funny because they they are very close, but it doesn't feel like it's an intense friendship in like the the way that I don't know, like middle school friendships are intense or something like that. Yeah. It just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or it's very adult. Yeah. It's a very adult friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've both been through so much and it's, um, and they also both, they don't have anyone else. They, uh, they're like the only ones that they have until, I mean, Penny comes back in the picture, but before that it was like, um, you know, Julia has no one left and Katie has no one left and they, they bond for, I mean, for many reasons. Um, but because, they are having to deal with these really intense life circumstances. It forces them to be adult and forces them to um, to look at things from a, a different perspective, a heightened perspective. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. causes them to bond even more. How have you? Um, how's it been for you in the last couple episodes? Going through this sort of plotline about Julia's pregnancy and her attempts to get an abortion. You know, for me, I'm really, I, it's, 
um, been really heartwarming for me because I think it's really important that we as women stand up and have these conversations. And I'm grateful to be able to have this platform to do it and to, um, to speak on choice and, um, and women's rights. And so I'm, I commend our creators and our writers for talking about these subjects that can be, could be shunned and could be rejected in, in many, um, many facets and many walks of life. And so to, to really have that, um, to put that out there, I'm proud of it and I'm, I'm grateful for it. And I think we should be talking about these things more. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's it's interesting too because I think like five years ago you wouldn't see something like this on oh, a mainstream never. television show. Never, <laughs> you're absolutely right. So so I'm I'm really proud of how we've progressed, but we also have a very long way to go. Yeah. 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 I was actually really glad to finally hear someone say in the show like julia is a rape victim you need to chill mm-hmm. like oh yeah like, yeah yeah like to finally and it, i'm just so glad that it was katie that said it because i feel like that's what the best friend would do is be like well no like you need to check yourself yeah i feel like i'm not somebody who like argues with people in the fandom that much over what they like what they think is going on but mm-hmm. i i've had so many conversations with people who think that like julia is selfish and awful and i just i get so frustrated so it was really nice to see yeah. katie stand up for her i mean well, my <laughs> my tumblr my tumblr url is like miss julia wicker so clearly i have some feelings <laughs> about her so like i'll just get people coming into my inbox just giving me this like hate spiel about like julia they do and they just, send like, you hate I, mail yeah and I just like I can't and I'm just like she is such a beautiful character and then I also want to scream at them to read the books because like (laughs) then they'll just completely understand Julia on another level but yeah absolutely I couldn't agree more I think people um a lot of times and this is an unfortunate reality that people see um somebody that messes up or um goes through circumstances and are vulnerable as weakness instead of like, look, she's still surviving. She's gone, like she's gone through the ringer and she's still like doing her thing and she's still making it and she's trying to do the best that she knows how. And like, I think that's really commendable and people unfortunately don't always see it like that. Yeah, I think there's something really spectacular too about the fact that she tries to repair her relationships after she messes up. I mean, like, I really like that scene with Quentin in this episode, too, where she, you know, they're just addressing it head on. They're having a conversation about what's gone wrong in their friendship and how they can fix it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, it's just like during that that part where, like, they're all like, oh, but we still hate you, but we're going to help you. She doesn't, like, fight it. She just says, thank you. Thank you. Like, she's so gracious and strong. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. She's, she's a victim there, you know? <laughs> I mean, yes, she's made mistakes, of course, but but still. It, it says a lot about our society, though, for them to react that way. Because, like, people do react that way to, to victims all the time. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. And it's it's unfortunate. But, you know, I mean, it's beautiful that we can play these characters and, and show people another way. And I, I at least hope that that's what we're doing. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I think Danny had a couple of uh, fun questions she wanted to ask you before yes. we Sure. Yeah. So one of them is, if you could play any of the male characters on the show, who would it be? 
Oh, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Elliot, definitely. 100%. <laughs> All right. So why is that? Unpack that for us a bit. Um, because I'm, I, I, I'm, I would say I'm a gay man in a woman's body. <laughs> I mean, no, it's just, it's just like a fabulous character. And it's like, um, it's so, I just, I just want to be hale. That's all really. <laughs> we hear that a surprising amount on this show. Yeah. Hale is like the person to be in love. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Completely. He's fantastic. Um, yeah. I, I adore him. Yeah. And I mean, his wardrobe's fantastic. Uh-huh. And who doesn't want to be the king of Fillory? <laughs> yeah. Well, Elliot doesn't want to be the king of Fillory, it seems. But. <laughs> That's because they're, they're like putting some some reins on him where he can't actually yeah. do the things he wants yeah. to do. But um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited for a future future Elliot uh, being actual, like the, the king of Fillory that we read in the books. Like, I, I can't wait to get there eventually. I'm sure we will. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. I agree completely. We've been speculating, and I won't ask you to comment on this, but we've been speculating that the battle between um, Fillory and Loria is coming up, and one of our friends, Dom, was speculating that that's going to be the musical episode, and I really hope that's true. Um, I, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 see. <laughs> we'll have to wait. We will wait and see. <laughs> So our last question is our is probably my favorite because we ask all of our guests this. What do you think Katie's Hogwarts house would be? And also what would your own? Oh my god, that is a good question. Um I think <laughs> I think I've actually um answered this before and I think I said that like she would um, probably be placed in Gryffindor and think she belonged in Slytherin. But then, then she'd probably be like, "Okay, fine, I'm I'm Gryffindor. I mean, I'd be Gryffindor totally." <laughs> I, I think I definitely see her as like a Gryffindor, but like I also feel like she's kind of a secret Hufflepuff because of how loyal she is. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, no, probably why, that. that's probably why Penny and Katie are so great together because we told Arjun that that Penny is a secret Hufflepuff and he totally agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, right? <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's fantastic. What about you guys? What would be? Do you want to go first? It's well, the same I'm for both of us. Ravenclaw and yeah, we're both Ravenclaw, Slytherin, secondaries. Um, <laughs> I, haven't done, I haven't done the test yet. I was going to do it the other night and like the online thing. I haven't done it yet. So I'm going to do that and I'll let you know what I actually am. <laughs> yes, oh, well, and you, do. you have to check out this Tumblr. It's this called Tumblr. Sorting Hat Chats, like all one word. Really? They go into a lot of detail <laughs> about like how to oh, figure out cool. your primary, your secondary. Oh, God, I'm in. I can't wait. <laughs> it's a good way to waste an entire weekend. <laughs> we're huge Harry Potter nerds. We have like really intense chats about like where people belong, like 
and will argue. Like, I remember BuzzFeed did something, like, right when the show first came out about, like, what characters, um, like, the characters would be in. Yours wasn't involved because your character wasn't so big yet. Um, yeah. But, like, everyone was so wrong. Like, I wanted to be like, you're wrong. Like, <laughs> it's not where that character would be. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, my God. I can't wait to do it. <laughs> Okay, well, you have to report back. Let us know on Twitter or something. Yeah, you should, you should take test twice. Once is yourself and once is Katie. Oh, that's such a good idea. I'm totally <laughs> doing <laughs> I feel like yeah. that would be a fun thing to do, like, when you're on set waiting, uh, just to, like, get into your character. Just take your Harry Potter quiz as her. <laughs> ah, absolutely. I like that. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, I have another fun one. Just, oh, okay. just a quick what do you think Katie's astrological sign is? That's, um, I love that you asked that because that's actually one of the first things I do when I build a character, which is hilarious. Um, so she's a Scorpio. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> For the neophyte in the room, can you tell me what that means? Uh, yeah, so uh, Scorpios are very passionate. They're also very intuitive. Um, they, uh, but they could also be very brooding at times. Um, but they're also like really emotional and uh, sensitive. What they're a water sign, so very fluid, very emotional, but also like the most sexual and passionate of all the signs. That sounds yeah. like Katie in a nutshell. What's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so this? I feel like I feel like I'm asking a pickup line, but I swear I'm not. What's your sign? <laughs> What's your sign? <laughs> well, if I, I would go on for an hour about astrology. I'm a Leo, but my, my moon is in Cancer. My rising is in Scorpio. So I have a lot of water in my chart. And I get like I understand water signs really, really well. Um, so yeah, a Leo, but a lot of water. A lot of Scorpio, <laughs> a lot of Cancer. I, I totally follow charts, too. Mine is like literally all over the place. Like, <laughs> But I'm mostly like a Capricorn Aquarius. <laughs> oh, nice. That's a, that's a good mix. <laughs> I don't know nearly enough. All I know is that, like, by like the newspaper numbers, I'm Virgo on Le on um, Libra cusp. Well, there's well, no cusps. Second. What was Twenty-first. Twenty-first. Gotcha. Well, if if you find out like the exact, there's different websites. A l a b e dot com is one of my favorites. Yeah. It'll tell you exactly where you land, and it it won't be a cusp. It'll be like, oh, you're either a Virgo or a Libra. Cool. Well, it sounds like we both have homework. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, I'll take when we go, Danny. When we go to LA in a couple of weeks, we'll we'll do like get into that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, okay, so how about we get into the episode? This was a really really fun one, but for Katie yeah. especially, I think it also packs a pretty big emotional punch. So, totally. what went through your mind when you read the script? Um, I got so excited, honestly. <laughs> like, oh my god, we're doing a bank heist. This. <laughs> Fantastic. It was honestly, I think, uh, one of my favorite, if not my favorite episode, um, because it was just, it was so different. It was vastly different, but it was also just so purely fun. Um, and, but you also see like all the characters come together mm. and you see those relationships um, and what that entails. And you see Pen Penny and Katie coming together again and you see um, Katie and Julia's relationship developing more deeply and her wanting to support her and, and physically protecting her. And so for me, it was just so much fun to, to read it and so much fun to play it. Um, 
And I got to, uh, Jason and Hale are so much like they're they're amazing, and we're all big goofs. We're all theater kids, and so <laughs> so when we get together, we get a little goofy. And so I don't remember a moment where we were not laughing for this whole episode. It was that that kind of fun. So. I just loved every moment of this episode in every aspect. And I love um, like action sequences and fights and all of that and being able to be like thrown in the air and then um, and then, you know, getting to use that crazy electric whip and punching another person in the face. (laughs) This is becoming a theme, Katie punching magicians. (laughs) Yeah, uh, happen again. Next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Something to look forward to. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, I really loved every moment of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I really feel that. So I personally um, bank like well, not just bank heist, but like heist movies are kind of my guilty pleasure. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! They're <laughs> so fun, and like you can't like if you're having a shitty day, just like go out and rent a bank heist movie, and there's no way that you won't be smiling by the end of it. Yeah. So yeah. like bank heist plus the magicians. Oh my god. <laughs> Kind of winning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of bank heist, like, who isn't excited for, for the new Oceans movie, All Women? Come on. What? I haven't heard about I, this. Really? Oh, my God. It looks so fun. <gasps> they have such a great oh, It's all women, Clara. I need this. I need... When does it come out? I don't know, I don't but... Know. I just... But I saw it. Yeah. Okay, well, Danny, you and I are going to go see that together, clearly. <laughs> you have to. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> uh, so... Danny, what did you think about this episode? Uh, yeah. I, it was such a weird episode for me. Like, I loved it, but it was just so, like, different yeah. from any of the other episodes that it felt kind of, like, out of place. But it was still, like, I, I, I take it as it's probably the Calm Before the Storm episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I really loved it. Um, I had a lot of fun. Well, good. <laughs> I had fun with it. Well, yeah, it is, it is vastly different than it takes you completely out of like the normal structure of the story and um, what all the characters are going through individually. So I totally get that. But um, but I think it. I'm glad that you said it was fun because that was our intent. <laughs> I think Love said it was his fa- favorite episode. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I was on Twitter and I was like, I I can see that. <laughs> He's yeah, the right kind of nerd for this. <laughs> Yeah. I think I noticed it's also, it was 207, and then last season, 107 was the Mayakovsky episode, episode, which also felt, like, really, like, out of place, so it kind of, like, fits. Yeah. Well, I think think it's the middle of the season, so, like, it takes a turn from here, usually, right? So... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're about to get into even crazier territory, I assume. (laughs) You've assumed assumed correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so speaking of taking a turn, um, why don't we get into some of the more emotional things for Katie? I'm going to play a clip really quickly that is um, Katie and Julia talking. Hey. What's that? That, You you remember that one time, Richard, in the Free Traders Rewound time? Deja Pizza? Yeah. I think this is how they did it. That was heavy cooperative magic. Yeah, well, there are notes for version 2.0 here. I mean, it's more efficient, takes less juice. Either one of us could run it. The quarterback? Goes back 15 seconds. Get it? 
quarter of a minute. Yeah, Richard did like his dad jokes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought it could be useful, but this rate, I won't actually get it to work for weeks. And I guess I'd be way down lugging it anyway. It's got a pretty small radius of influence. Julia, you can't come. What? Those invisible blood goblin things, they won't stop coming. Not until your problem's dead. Meaning, you are. If you step out from under these wards, it'll find me and all of you. So I'm supposed to what, just wait here, fingers crossed, while everyone who blames me for Alice's death risks their life? I mean, how does that even make sense? Just because you can't come doesn't mean you can't be there. You can listen in and watch. All right, but if anything goes wrong, wrong thing well. I have really, really loved um, the sort of, I liked the best bitches spell the first time, and I really like that it's been recurring. I think it's so interesting. All these shots of Katie and Julia in a mirror together. Is there any meaning behind that for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it just, it, uh, it shows their connection and um, in many ways, like they're, they're connected through these necklaces and through, um, um, they, I mean, it's when they started bonding together and it was sort of like, I, I used to joke with, um, with Stella saying, you know, I think there are probably many necklaces at, um, the bodega when she was going to grab it, but she just like basically said it was the only one that they had when really that's what she would have wanted to pick. Um, just to show like she, I think Katie really does care about her and really does. It was like when they first really started bonding. And so there's a lot of significance there, but it's also, this is her way of protecting her. This is her way of, um, of saying like, look, we're still connected. You're still going to be part of it, but this is, this is how we can protect you. Mm. And so there's a lot of significance there. Um, well, I love the, the relationship between the, between the two of them. Um, I think it's just so beautiful. We've kind of talked about it earlier. Um, but it, I think everybody needs, like, the best bitch in their life. Yeah. <laughs> <Especially>. Totally. <laughs> like, for, like, I think everyone kind of has one. Like, I have one of my best friends. Um, she lives in Oregon now, but, like, she's always there, like, she's saved my life many times before and I just like, I, I love seeing just beautiful female friendships yeah something really special about it and um yeah I think it's just really significant of that and how beautiful a bond they have I really like that we're getting to see that bond um sort of played out because there is a bond between between Asmo and the books and um and Julia, but they never really get to, it, it's always unspoken, right? Like the same thing mm -hmm. happens in the books. Julia saves Asmo's life, but then they never see each other again. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to be able to sort of watch them enact that friendship a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And so for us, it was really fun to um, to develop that more deeply. And we're like, oh, wow, it's great that they're giving us this material to be able to expand upon what's been created in the books. Yeah. I, really, I really hope it's Katie. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I really hope it's Katie that kills Reynard. Yes, I hope so too. We will not force you to comment. <laughs> I well, I have no comment, but um, but you'll definitely see what happens by the end of the season. I'll put it that way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, that's a good teaser. <laughs> So you have to watch the whole season. <laughs> I, I don't think you have to worry about that with us. <laughs> um, okay, so the other big relationship for Katie is is her relationship with Penny, which comes back into the picture in this episode. So there's there's another clip there that I'm going to play really quick. It's for Professor Mayakovsky. It was destroyed by other books. Future Movements of Magic was written by a Polish scientist who happened to be a... Uh, what? Jew. So the eugenics books came for it. I'm really sorry. They've been put in the restricted section with the other anti-Semitic texts. Hey. I'm... Long story. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, pretty clearly the <laughs> chemistry between Katie and Penny is pretty instant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny, like, it was a little bit different when we shot it. And I like I actually like what they did to it because originally, um, just I mean it's just fun to see it like what they choose in the edits. But originally, Penny goes, I really don't know what to say right now. And then Katie goes, Well, we don't have to talk. And then they start making out. <laughs> oh, I agree with you. I think this is a better choice. I think it's good that they yeah. like. It, yeah. There's something really nice in these. Uh, Katie is sort of flummoxed and inarticulate in front of Penny and all she needs to know is where they stand and he, he shows her very quickly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, jump right back into it. <laughs> Anytime. Um, so how do you think reuniting with Penny affects Katie's other relationships, like her relationship with Julia? Well, it does in many ways um, because, you know, obviously in that next uh, segment, you see Penny's resistance to Julia and, um, and so she does. She definitely has to um, fight for Julia in in regards to uh, to Penny, and and um, that shows up a couple times. Um, uh, and I can't really delve deeper into that, but it definitely comes up a bunch where she feels like she has to protect her and fight for her, regardless of what, like what she's done, and um, and. Yeah, and it gets a little challenging to sort of find a balance between those two relationships. But, you know, Katie always fights for what she believes in, so you know she'll do that. That's why she is a Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. So what were some of your favorite parts of this episode? Um, yeah, just what were some of your favorite parts of this episode? Um, you know, um... I'm just because I'm I'm trying to take away like the the favorite parts that I like filming wise that were mm. so fun 
well, there was a moment where um, where I wish they played more of this because it was so hilarious. Where we're taking off the bee costumes, and it was this moment where you see so specifically each character. Where like Katie's taking taking it off, and it's like she's like throwing things off so like <laughs> smoothly, so aggressively, and like with like a little hair flip. And then Elliot is like pristinely taking off the the out, and um, and then <laughs> and then Quentin is like wailing all over the place, trying to. <laughs> knocking into things and like i was i could not keep a straight face that entire uh shoot that we were doing it was so funny but um that was just like a standout moment for me because it was just so fun and just to like see the individual characters yet have so much fun in that moment um (laughs) that was great i loved um you know i like i said i love the physical combat the um you know, when we were thrown in the air at one point, it was like Julia and I in the the alleyway. Yeah. It was actually um, a really tall man picking me up. Huh. Um, it wasn't like <laughs> there were no rigs, anything like that. It was a tall man in a big green suit who's probably like <laughs> six feet, who just literally picked me up from under my armpits and just like threw me up in the air. <laughs> it's like a cheerleading throw. Wee. Completely. <laughs> And so, um, so that was really fun. <laughs> and I literally screamed "we" a couple times before. I really <laughs> <started>. <laughs> it's um, when we talked to Arjun, he talked about how he he really wants to do all his own stunts because um, he likes too. bringing that yeah. authenticity, but hadn't really been allowed to before this season. It, it does seem yeah. though like you're you're you all are getting to do more of your own stunts this time. Yeah. Well, actually, I've been doing my own since the beginning, but that's because well, I. So I grew up, I was always very physical. I was a gymnast. Uh, my dad, like Tommy Krav Maga, as, as a, a young kid, I just always very physical. And we had the scene with the beast. And um, basically, I, I, Katie had it, like, she hits her head on the desk and then flies backwards. And they had the stunt double. She's all prepped and ready to go. She's got like the wig on and everything. And I was like, hey guys, can I just ask you a favor? Can I just do it once? And if you, you don't feel like it's real, you can bring the stunt double in. Like, just no problem. Just like, let me do it once. And that's it. And so I did it. And they're like, okay, we don't need the stunt double. <laughs> so and that was my first stunt from the beginning. And so I've actually ended up being able to do my own stunts from the get-go. Um, oh, lucky. Which makes me very happy. And I just, I feel badly because they always have a stunt double, like, on the side just in case. And they never work. Oh. <laughs> so just get all prepped and ready and hair and makeup. And then they're just standing by. And I'm like, sorry, guys. Oh, I love it. I love to do it. And so, yeah, it makes me happy. Well, it's cool. I'm glad you get to do that. It seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Um, okay. Is there anything either you, uh, Jade, or you, Danny, want to say about the episode before we move on to fashion? I actually wanted to follow up about that scene you were saying with, with, uh, with Quentin. And I was wondering if, if Quentin's inability to take off his clothes, is that Quentin or is that Jason? Oh, no, that's Jason. That's, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> that's, so basically, like like I said, Jason's a big goof. We're all big goofs. And, um, and so they gave him free reign. And so giving Jason free reign is like a kid in a candy store. You just don't do it. You just don't like let him run free. <laughs> and, 
So they're like, okay, we want you to like we, have we. a hard time taking it off. And so he does, but then he's like going on for like 30 minutes trying to get this bee costume off, joking around. Like he's just so funny. I mean, Jason himself could take it off, I'm sure. But because they're like, as Quentin, Jason was was just playing a lot. We'll put it that way. There's a scene like that in the very first episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he does that. Right next to Penny, and Penny's staring at him like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Like trying to get, yeah, exactly, at the at that desk, yeah. <laughs> um, it's so Quentin. I, I, I've heard that we've heard, heard that multiple times now about Jason about how like he he'll basically like he'll try anything in his power to make something as like close to like book Quentin as possible. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> very much so. Which yeah. I love about Jason. When Olivia was on here, she was saying that he he pitched just reading the entire goose scene from the books as like half of the episode for going down to Breakville South. Yep, that's about right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love him so much. <laughs> he seems like quite. The we, we really, really want Jason to reread the audiobooks. Uh, oh my god, he'd be so good. He yeah, would, it would slay me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, too. That'd be fantastic. All right, get on that, Jason. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, I think we should probably move on to fashion. Um, yeah. And I guess just generally, I kind of want to know what you think about Katie's wardrobe. It seems like it's evolved a lot from season one to season two. Like oh. in season one, there were all these really flowy dresses. There was a fanny pack in an episode. Yeah. Season yeah, two, she it's, seems because, it's like it's gone on a journey, like like Katie has though, and I think, um, you know, when we originally started talking about the wardrobe, Sarah, our executive producer Sarah Gamble, she had a very specific vision of what that looked like, and so Magali was amazing. Like Magali came with this very different concept of Katie, which was very sort of bohemian tough, which was interesting. It was sort of like the, uh, the match to Penny, I guess. Yeah. And then, um, and then Sarah wanted something like more like rugged and like hardcore. And so that's when we played around with these ideas for Katie and came up with, you know, her, her wardrobe for the first season. But I think as Katie has progressed, so has her wardrobe. And I really commend Magali for, um, for really focusing on where the character's at. She's really, she thinks about, okay, well, what are they going through? What What is their circumstances? And that really dictates what they're wearing. And for me at first, like, I was like, oh, well, Katie's like super simple this year. Like, I, I loved how like elaborate and sort of kooky her wardrobe was. I was like, it's super simple. It's weird. But then I was also like, but where she's at, she doesn't care. She's not thinking about her wardrobe or being fashionable, you know, being looking tough anymore. She's all she's thinking about is, um, how to like take care, protect her friend and how to survive. Like after having a mother pass away, having family pass away and, and losing people that you love, I think it changes you in a big way. And I think the, the wardrobe has been reflecting how she's sort of simplified and how she's changing. Um, so I, yeah, so it's, um, it's definitely taken on a life of its own, but it's, it's just taking her on the journey, like her emotional journey and her wardrobe sort of go hand in hand, I think. I think that's great. Yeah, I noticed noticed Katie's um, facial piercings are all gone after about half the season. But I want to bring the nose ring back. (laughs) (laughs) 
we'll see what happens. <laughs> so was there, um, was that like part of the same thing? You were mentioning this before, Danny, that you thought maybe that was part of the same thing, like where, um, where Penny lost all of his jewelry after the Breakville South episode. Yeah, is that where the the nose ring goes? Bye bye. That's where it went. Yeah, that's where it that's went. Where because, well, because when when we go to to uh, Breakville South, we lose everything. We lose our clothing. We lose our like our jewelry. We lose. Uh, our makeup, you know, all of our, like the things that we go for, you know, and so you really see them bare. Um, yeah. And so, so it, it changes, the Breakville South changes them as well and sort of, um, uh, it just basically, they start fresh and they have a different perspective being, being a goose. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I would, I would be pissed because I have my septum pierced and if that went bye-bye and I had to get that done again, I would be like, <laughs> Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. I, I think I did that when I did that years ago and I took it out, but I was like, never, I would never be able to do it again. Exactly. I was like, if I take this out, I'll never do it again. Never do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was me. I'm like, nah, okay, it's staying out. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about some of the stuff in this episode. One of the things I really noticed about Katie was the hair, the hair during the heist, that like high half bun thing. Oh, I loved it. That was, thanks. That was like actually not a mistake, but I put my hair up like that a lot. Like I just like throw it up in a little like half bun because my hair is like, it's a crazy, it's a lion's mane. It's like, there's you no have curly hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my hair is Katie's hair. Like it's the first time. <laughs> So I've ever been able to let my hair loose. So it's, it's great. But, um, so I'll always like, just to get it out of my face, I'll throw it up in a half bun and I put it up like that in, um, in a wardrobe fitting and they liked it. And so they went with it. it was oh, that's a awesome. Spider look. I loved it. I really <laughs> loved it. It felt so appropriate for the episode. Yeah, I did. Right. Thank you. Yeah. I thought well, it was even, really- <laughs> even with your outfit, I felt like you looked like a, like a playable character on like street fighter or something. Like I could, choose you and he's so happy (laughs) (laughs) oh god if we could get a magician street fighter (gasps) yes (laughs) battle magic yes (laughs) oh done whoever's listening to this right now create it (laughs) yeah make somebody somebody in the fandom has got to know how to make skins (laughs) yeah i want that and i and i want a magicians like really nerdy like magic the gathering tabletop game <laughs> yes yeah well they, they they did create a board game i don't know if you've seen it we saw that it exists I we're very it, jealous we don't have them like, and i want it so bad <laughs> yeah you gotta get it it's fun it's i mean it's it's a lot of drinking so if you gotta be a, like you gotta have a strong liver for this one <laughs> yeah i ended up doing I, it with like because I, I couldn't i i mean it's just amazing how much, how much you have to drink for this game. I would probably, like, I would, I would probably like amend the rules in some way, like be like half shots here or something. Um, he did that but, too. Maybe I'll convince yeah. my family to play it over Passover. You have to do a bunch of drinking then anyway. Oh, do. Yeah. Jewish background? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm also Jewish from LA, so. Oh, nice. My my family's Israeli, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of <laughs> a lot of loud drinking. <laughs> uh, what I always hate about Passover, or love, or I don't know about Passover, is that you have love. to drink four glasses of wine on an empty stomach. 
so true. So funny. Whose idea and was I, that? Honest, I don't drink, probably because my family's Israeli and they're crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I I remember those days when I did, and I'm just like, I I can't. No, I can't do it. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard to it's, get through it. <laughs> no, I know, but. That's what Matz is for. <laughs> um, okay, so I have I have kind of a funny question. If you could steal any item of clothing worn by any character on The Magicians, what would it be? Oh, that's so good. Um, I, honestly, like there's I can't think of the like. It wouldn't be an item. But Margot has this amazing dress that is just ridiculous. It's it's got like black lace. I don't remember. Oh yeah, from two hundred four. Yeah, I just want that so badly. <laughs> oh god, that dress is amazing. It beautiful. It's so good. <laughs> oh, I love it. Everything they have her in this season is incredible. I know. I'm so jealous. I really want Katie to go to Fillory and have like some really elaborate, like to have this change where she turns into like Xena warrior princess or something like yes. that. Yes. Something. I don't know. I something to... crazy. I need that so badly, but I also just need like really goth Julia in Fillory. Yeah. Cause ugh, I love it's that. Time. <laughs> <laughs> you may see that. You may or may not. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> oh, such a tease. <laughs> I, no, I, also need, I also need to see Julia in a crown at some point. Like, it just doesn't matter if it's like an alternate universe sequence, but it needs to happen. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, I, I think that's all we have time for for fashion. So we, we really need to wrap up. This is the section where... Um, Danny and I normally talk about our MVP. I know, so Danny texted me right after this episode to say, oh my God, at least, you know, I can say that Jade's my MVP. I'm so happy. <laughs> so Aww. I'll put her on the hot seat, make her tell us why. Yeah. Uh, well, I just felt like like Katie was truly like the commanding force of like the entire episode. So it was just like, like she was like, okay, we got to do this, this, and this. Like Margo had her moment, which was really funny, but like it was all about Katie and like fighting people, and, and she was like the true leader of it once they actually got in there, and and just there was so much like the scene with Penny, like the fact that she called him out, and her mm-hmm. scenes with scenes Julia was beautiful. I I just loved your performance. Aw, thanks. <laughs> Happy. I appreciate that. Yeah, okay. I, I gotta agree with you, Danny. I mean, you were. This was a really fantastic episode. It was a great episode for you. I loved you in it. I agree with you that, like, I think Summer did a fantastic job too, and I think she did something really hard, which is she had, like, most of her scenes were exposition, and she yeah. made them not feel like exposition, which is very true. Yeah. Um, but it's been nice this whole season to see Katie develop and, uh, you've just done a fantastic job representing her. So thank you. Thank you all. That means yes, so much. Thank you so really, much. Really, really does. <laughs> thank you guys. You just made my day. <laughs> well, you already made our day by being here. So I think. <laughs> my pleasure. Truly, truly. It was such a pleasure talking to you guys. <laughs> well, I got to put you in the hot seat real quick and ask you who your MVP is for this episode, Jade. Um, I, oh, that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a good question. Um, I mean, yeah, that, that's a, that's a good question. I think I, I just have to say 
uh, Margot because the fact that she's robbed a bank is just pretty badass. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I think Katie was pretty is pretty much a badass this episode. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, go go to badass ladies, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so time for episode ratings. Danny, you want to go first? This one's hard. Like, I'll probably have to go with, like, an 8 out of 10. Yeah? I don't know. It's hard to, like, put, like, a rating on it to me. Just because it felt, like, so just, like, unlike any of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was, like, a pocket okay. episode, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right about it being, like, it really is hard to judge. I think um, if I'm trying to think of it in isolation and not thinking of it as, like, because it's so hard to think of it as part of the broader show because it is so different. I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10. I've been, as you know, I've been in the high end this uh, this season. So <laughs> just trying to compare yeah. it against the other 9 out of 10 ratings that I've can, given. <laughs> I think it's there. <laughs> Love it. But of course I give it a 10 out of 10, but that's just- <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Good. The writers will be very happy to hear that. <laughs> Okay, well, Jade, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, To our listeners, thank you as well for being here. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us on iTunes. See you next week. Bye. Guys, bye. Bye. Mind slide. What's your sign? Wee!